For over 50 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green provides you with the kind of personalized help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, customer service, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Welcome listeners to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I am your host for the hour, trying to bring you a wide variety of really good information all about you and your health. And this is a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. I also want to remind you that you can listen to this podcast again, and you can uh, get it through iTunes, Podcast Essentials of Healthy Living. So don't forget that iTunes Podcast Essentials of Healthy Living. Now, I'm very excited that we have Dr. Dale Bredesen, professor at UCLA and internationally recognized expert in the mechanisms of neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's disease. And he's the author of the New York Times bestseller, The End of Alzheimer's. I love that title. Now, we're going to be discussing his new book on the subject, The End of Alzheimer's Program. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bredesen. Thanks very much, Dana. Well, I think it's very exciting, the work that you've done. I'd like you to talk about how you got interested and what what gave you the impetus to to focus on this condition? Yeah, thank you. So I've been interested in this for 30 years. So we had a laboratory running for 30 years, and the whole idea was to understand the fundamental mechanisms, the molecular mechanisms that drive the neurodegenerative process so that we could begin to fashion the first effective treatments. As you know, Alzheimer's disease has been considered to be untreatable, nothing to do. This is a horrible disease that is now the third leading cause of death in the United States. And so there hadn't been anything, and we wanted to understand what's driving the process. And we finally had the first uh, breakthroughs back in 2014. We published the first paper showing that people actually could get better, especially if you start early on. And so the first book that, as you mentioned, was really about the concept. How does this work? What's driving the process? What is Alzheimer's disease? Why is it so common? And could we understand and begin to do something about it? And a lot of people ask, well, we want more details. We want how do we do this and where do we go? And so the second one is about the details, um, the building on the first conceptual one, which is, by the way, the first one's now out in 32 different languages and was on the New York Times wow. bestseller list for five months. So this is all about the details that people asked for, where to go, what to look up, who are the doctors that are doing this. We've trained over 1,500 doctors now uh, who do this in 10 different countries and all over the United States. And I actually did something different in this book to work with two other people, one who is a clinician uh, and one who is a patient who's actually done extremely well. 
uh, and has gone from the 35th percentile to the 98th percentile on her cognitive testing and stayed better now for uh, over eight years. So I'm very excited to, to get all these details out to people. Yes, it is exciting, and I'm glad we're talking about this. Um, let's talk about some basics as to the five types of Alzheimer's disease and the differences in those types. Absolutely. So, you know, part of the problem here is that people have said, well, Alzheimer's, we don't know what causes it, and there's nothing you can do about it, and there's no prevention, and there's no improvement, all these sorts of things. As we started to study this, we started getting larger data sets on people. So, in other words, if you go into your doctor, the doctor will typically check just a few things in your blood tests, for example. So we started looking at many more of these different biochemical parameters, and it turns out that multiple different things can drive you into the same pathology that we call Alzheimer's disease. So here's an example. If you have ongoing inflammation, from it can be from many things. It can be from a leaky gut. It can be from poor dental hygiene. It can be from chronic sinusitis. It can be from a poor diet and on and on. Different pathogens you may have been exposed to. All of these can create inflammation in the brain. And so we refer to that as type 1 or inflammatory or hot Alzheimer's disease. At the same time, you can have the same underlying process that we call Alzheimer's from a reduction in the support for the brain cells. And that can be reduced nutrients, hormones, growth factors, any of these things. Something called brain-derived neurotrophic factor can be low in Alzheimer's. Nerve growth factor can be low estradiol, testosterone, vitamin D, vitamin B12, all of these things contribute to a reduction in your global neural network and lead to Alzheimer's. So that's very different. That is type 2 or what we call atrophic or cold Alzheimer's disease. And then there's a type 1.5, which is in between because it has features of both. Many of us are exposed to too many simple carbohydrates, sugar, that sort of thing, and that gives us insulin resistance. There are over 100 million Americans who have insulin resistance, and we are at greater risk for Alzheimer's disease. And so when you have high insulin for years, two things happen. Number one, you get the inflammatory part, which is like the type 1 Alzheimer's, because the glucose actually interacts, binds with your various uh, proteins, just like remoras on a shark, it sticks to the proteins, and your body can then recognize these altered proteins as being foreign, and therefore it makes an inflammatory response, it makes an immunological response. On the other hand, you have some of the type 2 because you now are resistant to the insulin because your insulin has been so high for so long. It's a little bit like if you've uh, if your son is playing really loud drums and you, you put on earmuffs all the time and then your spouse come home, comes home and puts on a Brahms lullaby, you can't hear anything. And that's the way your brain works. Your brain with this high insulin does not respond to it anymore the way that it once did. So you have both components of type 1 and type 2. That's what we call a type 1.5. Then there's a type 3, which is toxic. And we are exposed to metallotoxins, things like mercury, organic toxins, things like benzene and formaldehyde and toluene and, and even Roundup, things like that. And then 
There are biotoxins, toxins made by things like molds that actually can increase your risk for dementia as well. So that's type 3. Type 4 is vascular, and type 5 is traumatic. If you've had repeated head injuries, for example, you're at increased risk for dementia. So these are the subtypes, and when we evaluate people, to get a best response, we want to look at all these different types and understand what is driving it. It's different. There's a different set of things for each person. And personalizing this with what is called precision medicine gives you the best outcomes. I like the term precision medicine. Uh, it's, it's relatively new in the medical community, but that's exactly what we're doing in functional medicine practices, and that's certainly uh, what you have been doing. So, um, what what I'd like I, I'd like to is cover uh, the one on metallic problems, metal right. problems. I'm a dental hygienist, as my listeners know, and when you talk about the importance of the oral cavity, we knew this in dentistry, but it took. 30 years for the medical community to say, wow, there is a connection between what happens in the mouth and what happens in the body. So I'm delighted to talk about that a little bit. Can you fill us in on why the mouth could be such a negative source? That is a great point. And, you know, the, the two things that have surprised me most during this long journey have been uh, the, the oral cavity, all the things that can go wrong that has to do with your brain, very surprising. And the, the other one that's really surprising is the reduction in oxygenation while we sleep. People didn't realize how critical that is for Alzheimer's disease. Many of the patients turn out to have reduced oxygenation, and so we recommend that everybody check their nocturnal oximetry. Just You can stick a little oximeter on your finger, which your doctor can loan you, or you can even buy one. But to come back to the oral cavity, incredibly important. When pathologists have looked in the brains of patients with Alzheimer's disease, they actually find organisms in the brain. So what we call Alzheimer's is actually a protective response. This amyloid that we associate with, it, with Alzheimer's is actually an antimicrobial. It kills bacteria. It kills some viruses. It kills some fungi. And when you look in the brains of the patients with Alzheimer's, you see, for example, P. gingivalis, which is a specific bacterium which is associated with poor dentition. So the very stuff that is invading your teeth and giving you that periodontitis, getting into your gums, can actually work its way into your brain. And it is, again, found repeatedly in the brains of patients with Alzheimer's. T. denticola is another one. That's actually a spirochete that is in your mouth, but that can be found in your brain. So we recommend that people check their oral bacteria. There's a simple test called oral DNA where you can look at these things. Not only is it the different bacteria that are associated with your dentition and with, with periodontitis, but people have referred to periodontitis and, and, uh, and gingivitis as leaky gums, just as we've heard a lot about leaky gut. In fact, the concept of leaky gums has turned out to be important in Alzheimer's disease. These things are getting into the brain. Not only that, but it's herpes simplex. That turns So this is, a, again, which comes on your lip, and so many of us have these things, especially when we go outside, get a sun exposure, for example, or we're under a lot of stress. 
this herpes simplex actually lives in your trigeminal ganglion. So it lives in your nerve cells that project down to your lip, but also project up into your brain. And so this actually travels and can travel in both directions. And there was an interesting study done in Taiwan where it was shown that people who had recurrent outbreaks of herpes on their lips, if, you, if they treated them versus the ones that did not treat them, the ones who treated them were nearly 80% less likely to develop dementia. So striking difference in the likelihood of developing dementia for those who actually treated the outbreaks. And then you mentioned the metals as well. In addition to that, you've also got the fact that so many people have these mercury amalgams, which have high amounts of mercury. They're about 40% mercury or so in these old-fashioned amalgams, and they can increase the total body burden of mercury. And in fact, mercury causes the same sort of pathology that Alzheimer's does. It does bring out the amyloid. It does bring out the tau that we associate with Alzheimer's disease. In addition to all these things, um, you've got the fact that uh, there are others. You've got a, an oral microbiome. So, so many of us have heard about the microbiome in the gut, which is absolutely crucial, important in Parkinson's disease, important in Alzheimer's disease, of course, important in things like leaky gut, gluten intolerance. All of these things are turning out to be so critical with the gut microbiome. But in addition, there's also the oral microbiome, also important to know. Well, you have given us such a good overview of this, and I know you have more details to share. And listeners, for those of you who just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the day. And stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after more good after this break for more good information from Dr. Dale Greedison. Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Start the new school year off right with Pure Encapsulation's new Pure Nutrients Gummy. The new Pure Nutrients Gummy is a comprehensive multivitamin mineral complex enhanced with organic berries and fruits in a great-tasting fruit-flavored gummy that's suitable for the whole family. With higher levels of vitamins and minerals than other leading professional brands, the Pure Nutrients Gummy offers daily wellness support in a fun berry-shaped gummy multivitamin. The Pure Nutrients Gummy can be found at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega-oils. 
Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorn Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorn's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Did you know at Village Green Apothecary, we offer everyday savings on top-quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. Today and every day, at Village Green, we care about our customers. We've been providing the best nutrition and healthy living products for over 50 years. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane, or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I'm your host for the hour, and we are having a fascinating discussion with Dr. Dale Bredesen, professor at UCLA and an internationally recognized expert in the mechanisms of neurodegenerative diseases, such as Alzheimer's disease. He's also the author of the New York Times bestseller, The End of Alzheimer's, and we're now discussing aspects from his book, the new book, The End of Alzheimer's Program. So we've been talking more about what can be done if Alzheimer's is there. We talked about the five types of Alzheimer's. So Dr. Bredesen, continue to share with us some of the causes and how you address those. Yes, great point. So the thing is, so many of us have been told, you know, there's nothing to do. We don't know where this comes from. But as we began to study it, we began to see that there are many contributors. And so we actually identified 36 different things. So we tell the patients that imagine you have a roof with 36 holes in it. Now, a drug is going to be a very good patch for one hole. So the fact of the matter is you need to address these other things. So there are things that we can all understand and we can all do to prevent and even to reverse. And we've now published over 100 different patients examples in which we have documented and sustained improvement. We have people now that have been on the protocol we developed, which is called RECODE for reversal of cognitive decline, uh, for over eight years and still doing very well. And that's actually the most exciting part. As you know, if you take a drug and you may get a little bit better, you go right back to declining once again. But when you do all the right things, when you're actually directing the treatment to the things that are causing the problem, then in fact you can get it better and then you stay better because you've now removed those things. So simple example, so many of us have insulin resistance. And so it's actually helpful. People should find out, just as you may know your blood pressure and cholesterol, you should also find out what your fasting insulin is. You want to know if that is very high. You should also know your HSCRP, that's high-sensitivity C-reactive protein, and that is something that indicates systemic inflammation. So if you've got this ongoing inflammation, good to know it. As I mentioned earlier, 
knowing your oral DNA, knowing if you've got these pathogens in your mouth like P. gingivalis and T. denticola and F. nucleatum and Prevotella intermediate. These are all pathogens that can be in your mouth and that are associated with increased risk for Alzheimer's disease. So we're getting to the point we'd really like to reduce the global burden of dementia. And part of that is to get everybody to check their status so that they can prevent cognitive decline. And there is so much that you can do about it, actually. Uh, we've been told that there's nothing in the armamentarium and nothing could be further from the truth. The armamentarium to prevent and reverse cognitive decline is huge. And it has to do with some basics, like what you're actually eating, what is your diet, whether you're exercising. One of the things that happens as we age, so many people stop their exercising, you're not actually getting appropriate oxygenation and blood flow to the far reaches of your brain. So no surprise, your brain begins to involute. Your brain actually is downsizing. As I mentioned earlier, what we call Alzheimer's disease is actually turning out to be a protective response that your brain has to these different insults. So if you are exposing it to these various pathogens, to these various toxins, to these various metabolic changes, to repeated trauma, your brain is secreting this amyloid essentially to fight these different insults. But in so doing, it is causing you to have a smaller neural network. And you know, it's very much like what's happened to us with COVID-19. So with COVID-19, what were we told? We were all told to shelter in place, to social distance. So because of this insult, in this case, the virus, SARS-CoV-2, we all pulled back on the network in our country. So what's happened? We have entered a recession, unfortunately, because there is less commerce. There's less going out to work. This is the same thing that your brain does when it's insulted. It pulls back as part of its response to these insults, and it secretes this stuff, amyloid, that the pathologist looks at and says, aha, you have Alzheimer's disease. So that is really a downsizing of your neural network. Now, most of us don't, we don't know what we're doing wrong. We, our doctor doesn't check to see what we're exposed to. And therefore, you just keep the downsizing going, 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 going. Your brain shrinks, shrinks, shrinks until you're not able to address yourself. You're not able to remember things. You're not able to interact with other people. So that is what we call Alzheimer's disease. But if you actually look at what's causing the problem, then you can actually see all of these different characteristics and all these different insults. And then we address those insults. Yes, I, I like the identifying and addressing. And it's exciting, having been in functional medicine almost 50 years, uh, I've seen the changes that at first, no, there's no such thing as chronic fatigue syndrome. There's no such thing right. as hypoglycemia. There's no such thing. And we were wrong, and so in medical in, in the medical community, they rename it and claim it. <laughs> yeah. and and I find that that's still going on, uh, kind of like the Semmelweis effect that uh, it just can't be. And we're in a different place, and I yeah. I'm pleased to see these changes. And you're such an innovator in what you're doing. And to tackle this issue, I think, is, is very courageous. 
and I I think you've been quite successful. I I'd love to hear some patient stories. You told us one early on. Um, can you give us another patient story? Oh, absolutely. And we again we we published a hundred of them in 2018, but we see hundreds and hundreds more. And so, you know, one of the stories, and we have actually a, a, a book coming out next year that has got the first survivor's stories. And these people are people who have done very well and have literally written about what it was like to be told by their doctors there's nothing that could be done and then to come back. And as just one of many examples, wonderful woman uh, from New York, a brilliant lady uh, whose uh, grandmother died of Alzheimer's. She then watched her father get sick and die of Alzheimer's, and she has the common risk factor gene, which is called APOE4, a quarter of. So in the United States, there are about 75 million Americans who have a single copy of APOE4, and this gives you about an about threefold increase in your risk for Alzheimer's. And then there are about 7 million Americans who have two copies of APOE4. In other words, they got it both from their mother and their father. And they are at very high risk, about 12 times the background risk. And, of course, all of us are at some degree of risk. If you have no copies of this, you still have about a 9% chance during your lifetime of getting this disease. So she has a single copy, uh, as does her father and, and grandmother. And so when she, as she was watching her father go downhill, she then actually in her 40s, so relatively young. And, you know, we used to think of this disease, Alzheimer's, as a disease of the old age, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And it has turned out that the underlying changes in your brain begin about 20 years before a diagnosis. So this is really a disease of your 40s, 50s, and 60s that simply gets diagnosed 20 years later, which is, again, why we encourage everybody, please, just like you get a colonoscopy when you turn 50, if you're 45 or older, please get a cognoscopy. And that's just the set of blood tests and on simple online cognitive screen, see how you're doing. And if you've got symptoms, you can also get an MRI with volumetrics. But if no symptoms, you don't really need to do that. We'd love to see everybody on prevention. So we can really make Alzheimer's a rare disease just as it should be. So in any case, this woman did great. Her, her name is Eleanor, and, uh, and that's the name in the book at least. Uh, and in her, And what she's done is she then... Her, her, actually, her sister-in-law uh, gave her some of the articles that I had published in, year, in recent years, and she had been told by uh, she'd gone to a university center that said, "Yes, you're early in the process that your father has. You're, you know, headed for Alzheimer's. There's nothing you can do about this." Um, and then she a- ended up going on our program, which, when again, we look at all these different variables. She had a number of these that were clearly risk factors for her. She began to address these things. And it does include, it, it includes the things that alter your neurochemistry. So, of course, it, it includes getting into some mild ketosis. It includes changing your diet. It includes getting improved oxygenation. It includes addressing your oral microbiome, just as we talked about earlier. It includes reducing stress levels. It includes specific medications and supplements that are critical, again, to alter that neurochemistry. So she did this set of things. And she had already been tested at the university center. And she went back to the center and they said, wait a minute, your, your tests are back to normal. Now it takes a few months. And she actually started seeing really big effects after about six months. 
And so she had gone in initially in February, but by November they were saying, well, wait a minute, you know, you're back to normal. What have you been doing here? And so she told them, and at the university they said to her, well, would you consider stopping some of these things because we'd like to see you know, what seems to be having the effect and what seems not to be having the effect. And again, this goes back to what you said earlier. Functional medicine, it's not one thing. You're addressing a complex human physiology. And so she said to them, why would I stop something? You know, I'm doing very well. I don't want to stop anything. I'm doing the right things that actually are improving my cognition. And she wrote this beautiful, just you know, heart-wrenching story about what it was like to watch her father and how she wished that her father had known about this when he was decreasing and he ultimately, unfortunately, passed away. But it, that it's ended with her generation, so she now doesn't have to worry about her children. They will, as they get into their 40s, go on the same protocol and make it so that this will never again bother future generations of her family. So it's a very touching story and beautifully written by this woman. It is a beautiful story, and uh, yes, why would one stop what is working? Um, and it, it's usually overload what's happening to individuals. You're looking at the genetics, the blood markers, the lifestyle, the diet. So it, it total loads a big deal, toxins. And in getting well, we need multiple interventions. Like your metaphor earlier, if you've got a bunch of holes in the roof, patching one's not going to do it long term. You know, that's right. And, and when I was trained in medicine uh, back at Duke, which was in the 70s and then at UC San Francisco in the 80s in neurology, we were taught that you make a diagnosis. It was all about what is the diagnosis. 20th century medicine was about what? Is it measles? Is it a broken leg? Is it Alzheimer's? Is it diabetes? What is it? You make the diagnosis and then you write a prescription. And so you're going to try to patch these things with a drug or maybe two drugs. But it doesn't, res it doesn't respect human physiology. In fact, what's happened is in the 20th century, so many people were dying of simple illnesses like pneumococcal pneumonia. We can write a prescription for penicillin or amoxicillin or ampicillin, things like that, and treat those simple illnesses. Or, you know, tuberculosis. We can write a prescription for isoniazid and things like that. But in fact, now in the 21st century, virtually all of us are dying of something that is fundamentally different, complex chronic illnesses, Alzheimer's, cancers, cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, things like that. In these, it is a very different situation. It's not one, not one bug, you know, it's not one bacterium. It is a multiplicity of things that are all contributing. And therefore, first you have to look for them and then you've got to target each one. Very well said. We will carry this conversation forward in the next segment. And folks, if you just get in with us, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake. I'm your host for the hour. We're having a fascinating conversation with Dr. Dale Bredesen, and we're talking about Alzheimer's, what it is, what contributes to it, and how it can be handled. And I, we use in autism the term recovery, and uh, that is resonating with me. When we talk about cures, that's very different than recovery, and it sounds to me like what you're describing is recovery. So we'll talk more about this in the next segment. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. 
Hi, I'm Gail Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary, where we've been specializing in meeting your unique health care needs for over 50 years. Our passion is helping you to get to your root cause of health conditions. At Village Green Apothecary, our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists offer guidance on diet, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. Plus, we offer lab testing and nutritional consultations to optimize your health plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Quality can't always be seen. Honest labeling, trusted sourcing, unwavering standards. At Pure Encapsulations, we are committed to wellness without compromise, delivering high-quality hypoallergenic products for nearly three decades. Our products are free from gluten, trans fats, peanuts, GMOs, magnesium stearate, and artificial ingredients. Pure Encapsulations is the leading brand in the healthcare practitioner market, ranking highest in ingredients purity, quality testing, and trust. Pure Encapsulations products available at Village Green Apothecary and myvillagegreen.com. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't meet? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. Our expert team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths who can offer you advice on nutritional products and personalized healthy living plans. We also offer specialized lab and micronutrient testing to our customers. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognosure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognosure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognosure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognosure. Remember Cognosure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. And I do want to remind you, they have an August sale going on right now, so take advantage of it. We're getting uh, closer to the second half of August, so you'll want to take advantage. And I want to reintroduce our guest, if you've just tuned in, Dr. Dale Bredesen, and he's professor at UCLA and an internationally recognized expert in the mechanisms of neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's. And we've been talking about his new book called The End of Alzheimer's Program. In other words, what can we do? We've talked about the types, the five types what are the causes, and what are the interventions. So, Dr. Bredesen, let's continue this conversation. I know our listeners are most interested. Thank you. Yeah, so, again, the old-fashioned medicine that we all learned in the 20th century was about making a diagnosis and writing a prescription. And it's turned out that, in fact, 
medicine is more complicated. No surprise. You know, this is uh, it, what we've done in these diseases in the past. is a little bit like, you know, you take your car in and you say the car's not working and the, and the uh, mechanic says to you, well, this is car not working syndrome. You know, this doesn't tell you anything. And so you say, well, don't you, you know, aren't you going to check these various things? And if they, 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 you know, the mechanic just says, well, yeah, all I do is I fill up with gas. And, you know, that works for some cars. Well, you know, this is what's happened with Alzheimer's. You do one thing. It may work for a couple of people. But for the majority of us, there are multiple contributors. And so you've got to look at these things. You've got to look to see is there ongoing systemic inflammation? If so, why? What are the critical organisms? Do you have leaky gut? And you mentioned earlier these various diseases. It used to be said that you know leaky gut, we didn't know if that was a disease or not. It's become clear that many people have this problem. And in fact, healing it is, is critical. It's turned out to be important in a number of things, as I mentioned earlier, including things like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. And then you need to know whether, in fact, you have metabolic abnormalities, things like insulin resistance. Insulin is a critical growth factor for your neurons. When we, in the lab, grow neurons in a dish, we must add insulin to the dish to keep them alive. It's a critical growth factor for these neurons critical to know if you've got that problem. And again, each of these problems is addressable, but not if you don't look for it. So if you don't look at these things and identify them, you won't know what you need to treat. And then, as I mentioned earlier, trophic factors, hormones, uh, and nutrients, all critical. If you don't look at your B12 level, if you don't look at your vitamin D level, if you don't look at your homocysteine, you won't know if these things are out of whack. And by the way, so many of the things that have come up in COVID-19 have turned out to be critical for Alzheimer's. So whereas these very abnormalities give you increased risk for Alzheimer's over decades, COVID-19 has compressed these down to two weeks. So as we all know, if you're low in zinc, if you're low, if you've got obesity, hypertension, type 2 diabetes, you are at increased risk for poor outcomes from COVID-19. And same for Alzheimer's. You're at increased risk for getting Alzheimer's and for having a more rapid, poor outcome. In fact, Dr. Jeffrey Bland, who is the father of functional medicine, has referred to this as a pandemic within the pandemic. We've had a pandemic of metabolic and toxic disease in this country for years, especially increased from the 1970s onward as we began to have a much higher carbohydrate diet. So many of us developed insulin resistance we began to be exposed to things like glyphosate. These things all ate away at our health. And unfortunately, we're now reaping the unfortunate rewards of with COVID-19. So many of us getting this and having a poor outcome because of these various illnesses, the hypertension, the type 2 diabetes, the obesity, that are also risk factors for Alzheimer's disease. So critical for all of us to know where we stand. And getting resilience, that is part of the overall program. And then as we talked about earlier, knowing which things you've been exposed to, all of these are critical. Well, I love what you're explaining, and uh, I've been particularly interested in the G6PD issue because the, pop the populations that are so susceptible happen to be the very ones that have the deficiency in G6PD. 
Again, not being the only issue, just one aspect of why some people may not be responding to certain medications because of the G6PD. Um, I, I know that's only one tiny piece, but I'm, I'm looking at this that in treating COVID patients, are they tracking some of these issues? Are they tracking hemoglobin A1C, uh, the CRP, high, high sensitivity CRP? That would help them identify which patients are going to be problematic, more problematic, and which may not be. That's a very good point. And, you know, people are just beginning to understand. I mean, clearly there were things like type 2 diabetes that seemed to give you poorer outcomes or likelihood of poorer outcomes in COVID-19. But they're beginning to look at the very things that you're mentioning. One of the things that's come up and has been published recently is that people with APOE4 who are at increased risk for Alzheimer's are also at increased risk for poor outcomes from COVID-19. And this is probably because APOE4 is a gene that is associated with an increased inflammatory response. So if you are living in a third world country, in fact, having APOE4 is a good thing because you do better with things like parasites that you may be exposed to. However, it also gives you this increased inflammation, which unfortunately increases likelihood for cardiovascular disease, for Alzheimer's, and now we know for poor outcomes with COVID-19. So it may be important going forward as doctors are learning to treat COVID-19 better and better. As you know, a lot of this has been about let's bring the inflammation down. That's why the dexamethasone turned out to work in people. And so we've got to keep that down. And more important than for anyone in people who actually happen to have APOE4 and therefore tend to have a more brisk inflammatory response to pathogens like SARS-CoV-2. Well, this is so fascinating. I'm delighted to hear that they're looking more at how you identify and categorize the COVID patients, that they're not all just COVID. There's much more to them. And we're going to carry this conversation forward in our next segment. If you've just tuned in, folks, we're talking with Dr. Dale Bredesen, and we are talking about Alzheimer's and his new book, The End of Alzheimer's Program. So stay with us. We've got much more to talk about in the next segment. And uh, we're, we're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. And as usual, I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. So we'll be right back after this brief break. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D, with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Are you under a lot of stress these days? Pressure from your job, personal life, politics? It can all take a serious toll on your health, but we can help. Village Green Apothecary can help you achieve a healthier lifestyle with our wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 50 years, and we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. 
stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit nordicnaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. Did you get enough lutein today to support eye health? Most Americans consume only 2 milligrams per day, yet populations with good eye health often consume 6 to 20 milligrams to protect the macula of the eye against oxidative stress and aging. Vision Optimizer from Gero Formulas supplies lutein, zeaxanthin, and 13 other vitamins, phytonutrients, and herbs that support eye health and function, reduce eye fatigue, and promote eye comfort. For more information, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions. Guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the fourth and final segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. Now, I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour, and we're having a fascinating conversation with Dr. Dale Bredesen, professor at UCLA and an internationally recognized expert in the mechanisms of neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's. He's also the author of the New York Times bestseller, The End of Alzheimer's, and today we're talking about more information on this, and he has a new book out, The End of Alzheimer's Program. So Dr. Bredesen, uh, you mentioned APOE4. Can you expand on that discussion for Absolutely, and I think it's important to know that there is a tremendous amount that can be done by all of us to prevent and reverse cognitive decline. The earlier you start, the better. In the past, unfortunately, things have been backwards. The doctors say, well, you know, there's nothing we can do about Alzheimer's anyway, so, you know, you're not that bad yet. Why don't you come back in a year? And you keep hearing that until they finally say, well, yeah, it's Alzheimer's, and there's nothing to do. So please, everybody, get checked. This, this, this sneaks up on you. That's the problem. So please, if you don't get on prevention when you're 45 or so, then please, as early as possible, if you have any, you know, any problems whatsoever, any senior moments, and we see this all the time, people who have, oh, I've had a few senior moments, but I think that's normal. We look into this carefully. We find they are in the earliest stages, and we can reverse this without a problem. The people who are in the earliest stages, it's actually quite easy to reverse cognitive decline. And as you mentioned, APOE4 is the most common genetic risk factor. There are over 30 of these genetic risk factors, things like uh, TREM2 and uh, CD33 and a number of these things, but the most common one by far 
is ApoE4, and as I mentioned, about a quarter of the population has one copy, and about 2% of the population has two copies, and these increase your risk for Alzheimer's. And recently, for example, we had someone who came in for prevention and uh, was very upset to find out that she had a single copy of ApoE4, but she needn't be, and because the fact of the matter is you can, you can despite ApoE4, you can absolutely have a normal life, and in fact, you can reduce your risk back to virtually zero by doing the right things. And in fact, some interesting research has shown that the magnitude of the effect, how much of the effect this increases your risk from one copy of ApoE4 is approximately equal to the magnitude of the effect of regular and good exercise. So just that alone reduces that risk that you've got from the single factor. There's a wonderful website called apoe4.info that was begun by Julie G, who's a woman who has two copies of ApoE4, was herself in decline, and has done exceedingly well, has now been on the program for over eight years. And she actually wrote part of this new book with me because she is someone who is a user. She's using this approach every day and getting outstanding results. And she has she's the one who started the website. There are over uh, 3,000 people who are on the website and sharing their own information. The vast majority of them are on some variation of the program we developed and doing very well. So in fact, we can all, in fact, working together, make Alzheimer's a rare disease just as it should be. This is something where get in early, get on prevention, address these various things, and you can make it so that your ABOE4 will not give you any problem. Thank you. That's such good news. People should feel good about that. Uh, talk to us about reversing cognitive decline, the handbook you have, and the KetoFlex 12-3 life. Right. So in this new book, we have parts of it on the different areas such as dementogens. You know, we all hear about carcinogens, and Professor Bruce Ames actually is actually not too far from me here in California and, of course, developed the Ames test for carcinogens many years ago. Uh, and dementogens, on the other hand, we don't hear about these. So we have pieces on the book talking about these various things. But a large part of this new book is the handbook because we wanted to make this very practical for people. Here this is written in part by someone who's doing this every day. Here are the workarounds she uses. Here are the places she goes. Here are the things she buys. Here are the things she does each day. Here are the things she chronicles. One of the things that I've used during COVID-19 is to get on chronometer and document you know, what am I eating each day and am I, am I missing things? And one of the things that's come out of that is that I have been deficient in choline, one of the most critical things for prevention of cognitive decline. And in fact, most Americans are not getting enough choline. We should be getting about 550 milligrams per day of choline. And you can get this from things like pastured eggs and liver and oysters and things like this. Or, of course, you can take a supplement. Citicoline was one found at MIT to increase the number of synapses in your brain. So however you do it, make sure that you get enough choline. So these are critical things. So in this handbook, we go through everything from soup to nuts, you know, everything from A to Z, from here are the things that are helpful for your diet, 
for exercise. Here are the critical pieces. You need to have both that aerobic exercise, which improves oxygenation, improves blood flow, and you need to have some strength training because that reduces your insulin resistance. That improves your in your uh, production of specific signaling molecules that actually enter your brain and increase your ketones and increase your BDNF, which is the molecule which inhibits Alzheimer's disease. So again, for each of these, there are multiple benefits. And then reducing stress. You know, if you want to, if you want to shrink your brain, increase your stress levels. And that's been shown quite clearly by MRI. You can actually shrink your brain size by having chronic stress. And we have many patients, by the way, that will fluctuate when they have a lot of stress, their cognition declines just a little bit. When the stress goes away, their cognition improves once again. This is a dynamic situation. Uh, and then, of course, we mentioned sleep earlier, huge. And then brain training. Again, brain training by itself has a relatively small impact, although it's a positive one. But brain training on the backbone of all these other things, very helpful. And then there are some critical supplements that are helpful. I mentioned citicoline, which was studied by Professor Wortman at MIT for so many years. Also, omega-3s turn out to be very helpful. There's an interesting new one called whole coffee fruit extract. And, you know, as a physician, I always thought these supplements were silly. You know, they don't do much. Well, it turns out when you target the right biochemistry, they can actually be quite helpful. And so, again, used with the appropriate protocol to target the very things that you need, these can be very, very helpful. So all of these are, are part of the handbook. We go into all the different supplements that may be helpful for specific people with specific uh, issues, all of the different, the keto, you mentioned KetoFlex 12.3. So if you look at what is it that's actually contributing to our cognitive decline versus what helps, in fact, getting yourself into mild ketosis, that's one to four millimolar beta-hydroxybutyrate with a plant-rich, it doesn't have to be all plants, but a plant-rich diet because it gives you things like polyphenols. Uh, high fiber in the diet turns out to be helpful for detoxification. Most of us are exposed to some level of these various toxins. So all of these things, and we go into great detail how to do this in the handbook. Oh, that's wonderful information. Um, in these last few minutes, uh, do you have uh, some more clinical pearls to share with our listeners? Absolutely. And I think that the most important takeaway here is that we've been told that Alzheimer's, there's nothing you can do to prevent it, to treat it. And in fact, what's turned out from the research is that the opposite is true. There is a tremendous amount you can do in prevention and in reversal. And the earlier you start, the better. So please don't wait. And critical things that have come up again and again, number one has been Please, when you go, if you go on this program, you go on a protocol, please stick with it. It's going to take some time. You know, the human body and the human brain especially are extremely complicated. And so you need to address these things and stick with it. It takes typically three to six months 
to begin to see improvement because remember that when you have a diagnosis of Alzheimer's, the underlying changes have started about 20 years before that. So you're really turning about, you know, talking about turning a ship here. It's been going the same direction for a long time. You got to get things turned around. And the critical features are to make sure that you have appropriate oxygenation, that you do not have sleep apnea. That's an important contributor. To make sure that you do not have leaky gut, get that checked into. Make sure that you do not have ongoing systemic inflammation. Make sure that you have a diet that is going to give you some mild ketosis, going to give you plenty of organic plants. And again, you know, as a physician, I thought, oh, organic plants. Years ago, I thought this doesn't make a difference. It turns out it does make a difference. It is important, and you need to get yourself into that mild ketosis and get the high fiber, the high polyphenols, the colorful vegetables, the non-starchy vegetables. We talk about the brain food pyramid in this book. It's completely different than what we were told about. You know, the original food pyramid had bread at the bottom, and that is not the right thing. That is going to give you insulin resistance. This is a huge issue. So please address those things. Find out if you have exposure to toxins. Work with your physician. Health coaches are very helpful to get you to be doing the right things. This is not an in-and-out prescription pad, one medicine. It's not the way the brain works. This is like, you know, it's like making an orchestra play correctly. It's not just about the clarinets. It's not just about the timpani. You've got to get the whole orchestra playing together. And so all of these different pieces are critical for getting best outcomes. Make sure that you don't have vascular disease. Find out what your triglyceride to HDL ratio is. Find out what your LDL particle number is. These are telling you the risk. If there's a question about vascular disease, go ahead and have a calcium scan for your heart to look to see if you've got the vascular disease. Again, something that can sneak up on you. One-sixth of the people that have their first event, the first event will be sudden death if you have a heart attack. So the lucky ones are the ones that survive that first heart attack. Better to know before you ever have it. Same thing is true for stroke. So we want to make sure this vascular disease is unquestionably a contributor to Alzheimer's. So again, there's a lot you can do. Well, you have covered a lot of good information, and I want to remind everyone that they can go on iTunes podcast, Essentials of Healthy Living, and listen to this again. So thank you, Dr. Bredesen. You have given us good information. Thank you, Dana. And we look forward uh, to hearing from you in the future because there's going to be more good information, I am certain. And I want to thank you listeners for joining us on the Essentials of Healthy Living and remind you again that you can go on iTunes on the Essentials of Healthy Living. You can go on this podcast and hear it again and again, and you can also hear a lot of other podcasts. And I'm always thinking as our lives move forward, I'm reminded every day is a new day, every minute a new minute, giving us many opportunities to make positive health-enhancing choices. And please remember, it's not the number of breaths you take, it's the moments that take your breath away. This is Dana Lake and Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside the beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. 
Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists offer a personalized approach to help you with your health needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.